How do boards and senior executives manage their cyber risks? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Jody Westby. She's the CEO of Global Cyber Risk, LLC, and an adjunct distinguished fellow with Carnegie Mellon SciLab. Jody, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to, to be with you today. Now, you've just conducted, is it your third study on governance of cyber risk? Correct. We're, they're biennial studies, and we've done them in 2008, 2010, and now just released 2012. You and I had the opportunity to speak in 2008, and at the time, the big takeaway was that boards and senior executives absolutely failed to see IT risks as corporate risks. Has that perception changed in four years' time? Sadly, no, not really. It is still a, a big problem, although they indicate 91% of the respondents indicated that risk management was a high priority. It was clear that they do not understand that IT risks have to be considered within risk management. Now, at the time that we spoke, you said something that has stuck with me. You described what you said was a gaping hole as wide as the Grand Canyon. Has that hole shrunk any? Only slightly, in that we're, we are seeing some areas of improvement, but they're only organizational. Uh, they're more talk than walk. And so I still believe that these results show again that there is a huge void between the C-suite and board level and the operational level where CIOs and CISOs tend to operate. Well, let's talk about 2012 study. This is a global survey. What are the key findings of this research? Among the key findings that we had, in addition to what you already mentioned, which is uh, risk management doesn't really consider IT risks as part of an enterprise security issue, Another finding was that boards are clearly lacking in understanding that uh, insurance for cyber risks is separate from traditional insurance policies. 57% of the respondents said their boards are not reviewing insurance coverage for cyber risks, and it was especially high in a couple of industry sectors. Energy utilities was 79% not reviewing insurance for cyber risks. MIT Telecom, 77% not reviewing. I think that's pretty stunning because most corporations, especially large global corporations, should understand that cyber risks generally are not within property and general corporate liability policies or even um, uh, for example, even at the DNO level. So I think that that was one of the major findings that that we saw in the report. The other was that best practices still are not being followed at the at the governance level. That boards need to be more involved in key governance activities. And the best practices I'm referring to, I picked out six that are really basic, fundamental best practices. If boards were doing these six things, they would have their finger on the pulse of at least the privacy and security of, of their digital assets. So the six practices we looked at was um, reviewing and approving privacy and security budgets, 
reviewing and approving roles and responsibilities for key privacy and security personnel, um, reviewing and approving top-level policies on privacy and security, receiving reports on privacy and security risks, receiving reports on breaches or loss of data, and then regularly reviewing security program assessments. And those six areas we found still a large percentage of the respondents indicated that their boards were rarely or never engaging in these activities. That's quite concerning. Also, though, we looked at the structure and how the board is organized, and they are starting to have more risk committees. And assigning those risk committees, the responsibility for privacy and security, but still they are overly reliant on the audit committee. So they're still um, at that point where the audit committee still has the most responsibility for risk. That is really an unfortunate occurrence because the audit committee will determine then what security or privacy needs the organization has, and the next year they come back and audit their own work. And so it's a segregation of duties issue at the board level. There should be a risk committee separate from the audit committee, and they should both look at this and compare notes, and hopefully they think. And where they don't, those are deficiencies identified that would need to be addressed. Also in the area of looking at using outside expertise, they really aren't relying on risk and IT security experts for assistance with this risk management. They're primarily looking to professional services firms, but when when they do hire outside experts, it's usually the audit committee, the compensation committee, governance committees, the usual suspects that bring in um, experts. But the risk committee and IT technology committees hired experts the least. And it's with the evolving nature and sophisticated nature of our threats today, I think all companies need to have at least on tap, on hand, someone ready that they can have as a point person to call as an expert to assist them when there are um, instances and problems. They are still also assigning CISOs to report to CIOs. That is problematic because what happens is the CIO, first of all, manages the money and only gives the CISO beneath him or her what they think they should have. I've seen them interfere in procurements, security procurements, where they want another vendor to be used, or I've also seen them interfere with security configuration settings because they want the architecture to work a certain way. And obviously, those are segregation of duty issues at the operational level, and CISOs and CIOs should have independent reporting lines. But we also found it was shocking that the number of companies that said they didn't even have people in these key positions. So 35% said they didn't have a CISO and 47% said they didn't have a chief security officer. The other finding that I just find completely baffling is 82% said they didn't have a chief privacy officer. And in in 2010, it was 80%. And so this is still a high, uh, consistent finding. It's not an anomaly. And one of the things that, that we're, we see, though, is that they're overlapping privacy and security roles, and 58% of the CISOs were also responsible for privacy. That's another segregation of duties issue, where you have one person responsible for both privacy and security. It's interesting that they commonly overlap privacy and security, 
with security personnel, but they never do with privacy personnel. Zero percent in 2010 and 2012 assigned security to privacy people, but they commonly assign privacy to security people. The last thing that I'll mention is the cross-organizational communication, and we are seeing a nice improvement here where 72% of the organizations now have cross-organizational teams or committees that talk about privacy and security and, and work across the organization on managing these risks. And this is a big improvement. In 2008, it was 17%. It jumped to 65% in 2010, but now up to 72%. So I'm very happy about that. Looking at the best organizations you've surveyed, how are they governing IT risk management appropriately? I talk to different board people, and invariably I get answers like this. Oh, yeah, we have really good people, and they tell us our systems are bulletproof. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, we get we ask about this. I mean, we're very aware of this. I mean, we, we ask questions about this, and we regularly bring this up. But then when I start probing and saying, well, have you looked at the policies that the board reviewed the policies that are set? Uh, well, no. Well, do you have you looked at the roles and responsibilities assigned to the key personnel for these areas? Well, no. Well, every board meeting, do you have a place on the agenda where you ask, where you look at what what were the risks or what were the security incidents that occurred in the, in between the the two periods of the board meeting? No. And so, and I said, well, what kind of cyber insurance coverage do you have? Is that is that a topic that you want? Oh, well, we haven't looked at that. And so, when I really probe, they aren't doing those things. So the companies that are doing it right are doing those things. They're looking at the issues and they're linking it to the their strategy. They're sharing their long range and strategic plans with their CIOs and CISOs to make sure that their IT infrastructure and security program can support their their operations in the direction that they're headed. And they're consulting them on IT risks associated with mergers and acquisitions. They're actually incorporating due diligence efforts and M&A efforts and looking at is the acquisition we're looking at? Has their intellectual property already been stolen? Uh, do, you know, do they have huge security problems with their system? Maybe they have liabilities pending from breaches. There's a, a lot of areas within looking at M&A where you spill into the transaction space for boards to also take an active role. So the companies that are doing it right have turned the light bulb on at the board level, and they've gotten engaged, and they regularly get information. They interact with the CISO and CIO just like they would interact with a business unit leader, and they understand that those business units are not going to be successful if the IT system fails. Jody, we have time for a couple more questions here. Uh, you mentioned earlier that this is the first time that you had done this survey globally. What differences did you see by global region as well as by industry sector? Well, globally, I what I found most interesting was Americans tend to think that we know the most about security. We've given privacy to the Europeans. Okay, well, you lead globally on privacy, but we understand security. And it's not true. When I looked at the findings, I really was amazed to find that, for example, when we looked at the best practices that boards need to be involved in those 
six key areas. The North American boards were last place. Asian boards fared best, and European boards were next. Then when we looked at the board committee structure, with some of the biggest improvements at being organizational, again, North America was last place. 28% had risk security committees versus Asia with 95%. So it was, again, Asia, Europe, North America. When we looked at board responsibility for risk, it was North America that was most reliant on the audit committee, and Asians the least reliant. Now, I was very surprised about Europe, where here they lead the stage globally with privacy, but only 3% of the European respondents indicated they have a chief privacy officer. The other thing was that the Europeans gave least, least attention to uh, linking enterprise risk with IT risk, which was interesting because we get, we, the North Americans get, had a better percentage in that area, giving more attention to linking IT risk with, with enterprise risk, except that doesn't sink when you look at the activities. I mean, that's, again, talk versus walk. North America says, oh, yes, we link this stuff. But when we do say, what are you doing the best practices, then no, we were, we were in third place where the Asian were in first and European second. So regionally, um, I think that was one of the, the key findings was just where North America ranked in comparison with its European and Asian counterparts. On the, on the industrial side, the key finding was that this report for the first time confirmed the belief by many of us in the security field who have always felt that the financial sector had the best governance and security programs. And across the board, the financial sector did. That's not to say they're doing everything perfect. There's plenty of areas for them to have improvement. But compared with, with the other industry sectors, and the four that were compared were energy utilities, industrial, IT telecom, and financial. And so that was 75% of the respondents were those four critical infrastructure sectors. What we found was that the energy utilities and industrial sector frequently came in last place. When we looked at the board committee structure with how many boards had risk security committees or IT technology committees, energy utilities came in the lowest. When we looked at the value of IT and risk expertise on boards when they're recruiting directors, the energy utilities valued IT expertise the least with only 7%. When we looked at reporting lines of CISOs reporting to CIOs, the energy utilities and actually in financial had the most reporting to CIOs. Uh, so that, there's an area where you could pick out financial and say, see, here's an area where you do, do need to improve. You need to get independent reporting lines for your CISOs. Also, when we looked at the cross-organizational teams, energy utilities and industrial sector was last place. I found that extremely interesting because those two sectors are highly dependent upon control uh, systems, SCADA systems that operate their processes in addition to all of the, you know, the commercial applications that every company has. So IT really underpins those corporations' ability to even operate. Final question for you, Jody. What are your top two or three recommendations for organizations 
And what is it going to take for these organizations to finally heed these recommendations so we see an appreciable difference by 2014? Well, I gave 12 recommendations in my report, and I think if they do those 12 things, they will be in good shape. I think it's most important that they do have a board risk committee separate from the audit committee, that they assign the key privacy and security roles, and then they engage in those six best practices. Because if they do those things, they will be getting the critical information flows they need. They will be getting the oversight at the key points where if something terrible is happening, um, they would know. If they were, and it would also help mitigate risk from compliance issues if they had a major event. I think the other thing, I don't, some people say it's going to take a huge catastrophe for boards to wake up, and I don't agree with that. We're seeing that they are paying attention, and I'm certainly seeing that they're interested in this. They just are clueless about how to approach this. And I think they need to understand, too, that they really need to have independent advice. Because when, it, when an organization has been infiltrated with malware and we find that it's exfiltrating data, that's serious enough that it's going directly to the fiduciary duty those board directors and officers owe to their corporation to protect their assets. And they need to have independent advice of what is really going on because they sometimes don't get it. We sometimes see... Uh, situations where the CISO is not really revealing how bad the situation is because probably they're afraid in a bad economy they might lose their job because the poor person has had all the risk put on their back. But I think boards are just starting to wake up that there is this incredibly sophisticated malware that is sneaking into their systems, hiding and stealing its confidential and proprietary data. So when you start talking about theft of intellectual property that took tens or hundreds of millions of dollars to develop, you start talking about theft of confidential customer and pricing lists, you're looking at loss of market share, you're looking at loss of a competitive edge, and those are the kinds of things that boards really do not want to have happen. And so I think that there is going to be an increased movement. I'm hoping this report um, will also, you know, push push the effort along, but I believe that just the circumstances and the nature of the threat by itself is going to raise awareness to cause boards to do more. I'm hopeful. Very good. Jody, thanks so much for your time and your insight today. Thank you for your interest. We've been talking about how boards and senior executives manage their cyber risks, and I've been talking with Jody Westby, CEO of Global Cyber Risk, LLC, an adjunct distinguished fellow with Carnegie Mellon Scilab. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.